Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of The Articulate Fly. Our friend Landon Mayer popped in to give us a quick update on the fishing in South Park and give us a heads up about the 7th annual Clean the Dream event on August 27th. If you'll be in the Denver area, you should definitely check it out. I'll be there. All the details are in the show notes. But before we get to our update from Landon, just a couple of housekeeping items. If you like the podcast, please tell a friend and please subscribe and leave us a rating review in the podcatcher of your choice. It really helps us out. Now, on to our quick update from Landon. Well, Landon, welcome back to the Articulate Fly. Thank you, Marvin. Great to be back on the show, my friend, and uh, enjoying the beautiful summer days that are upon us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's funny, you are uh, you're kind of like the most frequent guest on the Johnny Carson show. You are officially the guest who has, uh, been on the articulate fly the most. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate every time I'm on and love our conversations. And I, I really appreciate the work that you're doing for our industry, man. Keep it up. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, it's funny too. The, uh, the person who was on the tonight show the most with Johnny Carson was Bob Hope. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Well, and I can in return in that favor. I can tell you the, the most common and frequent guest on the Letterman show was Regis. And I think he was 150 appearances. So we still got some work to do to get there, right? Yeah, we do. I don't know that I'll live that long, but we can try. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm game. <laughs> yeah. He'll also put a serious den in my fishing time. <laughs> I know. We'll have to do it uh, after hours or early wake-ups, right? Before and uh, after the bite. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. You kind of had a weird uh, start to your summer fishing season. I mean, you sent me tornado pictures. You've had clients, like, slide off the road due to, like, slick roads from, like, tons of rain. You know, what are you seeing kind of in South Park, and how's it affecting your fishing? Yeah, that's a great question. We have had a series of, of different weathers and elements that are coming through which is it's been mind-blowing just to see how drastic things are we started out with a heavy snowfall a pretty good snowpack followed by heavy winds following that was extreme heat and now we're dealing with just a ton of rainfall which is great that we're having all these different changes and right now primarily is more moisture than we would anticipate early in the year but it's crazy to be out in the water because you'll have three day stretch of pure sun and then you have afternoon showers every day at one o'clock. So we're just having to adapt and adjust our time frame, and unfortunately tow some vehicles out of the mud, you know, drop the rods while you're running away from thunderstorms and possible tornadoes. <laughs> it keeps you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, it uh, sounds like a little Wizard of Oz action there. It is. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Well, I wanted to bring you on because I've seen you promoting an event that's coming up. I don't know, gosh, probably in about six weeks or so. And, you know, I know um, that, uh, you know, along with Brandon Kramer, you co-founded the Clean the Dream event. And, you know, before we talk about the event in more detail, I was really kind of curious about how you met Kramer. Yeah, Kramer and I became friends. He's, he's a really great individual, a really good friend, and very passionate about giving back to the resource and protecting the resource. And it started with us 12 years ago. He booked a guided trip, and he was going to uh, college up in, U I think it was CSU at the time, Fort Collins. He booked a guided trip. We ended up fishing that day in the water. He landed his personal best brown trout. And I could just tell that he had the, the same motivation and drive that I do and passion for the sport. So we became friends after that, and he would show up and attend some speaking engagements. We'd end up fishing together. He helped me work on a couple book projects with images and going up and fishing the pooter and scouting some water for Colorado's best fly fishing. And from there, we just started 
you know, forming and bonding this friendship and brotherhood. And it's, it's led to where we are today. And, you know, for protecting the resource and just really giving back, he called me one day and just said, Hey, look, I'm seeing a ton of trash all over the dream. And the dream is sacred ground. I mean, it's some of the classic Western landscape and dating back to the early 1800s and the mining days. And he just said, you know, we should, we should do something. And what about starting the cleanup? And that was really the the driving point in his thought process. And that's where he became the founder of clean the dream. Yeah. Very, very neat. And I mean, you talked about a little bit about how, uh, you know, the dream stream is special, but can you kind of elaborate, particularly for folks that don't live kind of in the front range area, you know, what makes the dream stream so special to you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's such an amazing fishery. What's, what's unique about it is how it's set up where it's based and it's all in South park, which is one of the largest plateau basins in North America. It's 200 miles in circumference. And within the 200 miles, we have 27 miles of public river systems, headwaters and creeks. And we have three, you know, gold medal still waters that offer some of the largest fish in the nation, if not the world. And the dream stream sits between spinning 11 mile reservoir, the river tailing out of spinny, flowing into 11 mile reservoir is five and a half winding miles, three and a half linear miles of narrow, very intimate settings where you could have a fish swimming out of 11 mile, which is 120 feet deep into the dream stream of the South Platte river. And you come around the bend and see a fish so big, you ask yourself, man, am I dreaming? And that's, that's really the passion and drive and motivation that keeps us there daily. Uh, Interesting. And so is it, since it's on the plateau, is it a relatively low gradient stream? It's uh, it's a yeah fairly low. There's some speed to it in spots, but a lot of it's fairly low. Classic meadow setting where you'll have your rippled runs, you'll have beautiful bank settings with grass, you'll have some drop lines, some key points in unique areas that allow these fish to hide. But the key is that when the fish swim into this river system, because it's big sky country, the structure is what holds those fish and really keeps them around. So we have some great boulders, some log jams, most importantly undercut banks. It looks really good. Uh, got it. So it's a little bit different than the plat down in Wyoming. You've got a little bit more structure. Yeah, exactly. A little bit more structure. And I think that's key. When you have deep water, we'll get some of our larger wild browns, which are the true gems of the South Platte River and the Dream Stream, where they come into the system and they hang and they lie low in some of the deeper runs. But the undercut banks and the rock structures allows these fish to not only have comfort because structure is near, but it gives them a chance to move away so to speak where they could be five feet away from the structure actively feed a bird flies overhead or an angler walks overhead and all of a sudden boom they can shoot back to cover so that really is a saving grace and unlike some of the spots you'd see in the north Platte, where it's calm water with less structure we're fortunate to have that in some of those riffled runs too to supply disturbance on the surface and cover yeah very neat and you know i guess i've been going to colorado probably for 25 years or so, not necessarily fishing. And I mean, the front range has exploded, you know, how has that, yeah. yeah, How has that changed, um, you know, fishing on the dream and kind of pressure on the resource and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, it's a valid question and point that we all need to address. And we all face daily, especially after COVID, you know, 2020, we all didn't feel as safe indoors and confined in trapped areas where, we didn't want to get sick. So the outdoors is the safe place. And a lot of people who did not know what the outdoors had to offer all of a sudden were exposed. So population of anglers or just people walking rivers and still waters increased probably 
150, if not 200%. So we see more anglers. And I think the biggest challenge is trying to adapt and adjust for movement, not even fishing. So if we have the same amount of anglers on the water daily, but we add 30 to 40 people daily on top of that, where some are new anglers, some are just there hiking, walking the bank, or having their dogs jump in the water, we had to start adapting and adjusting. And for me, I started adapting when I would fish. So instead of early morning, bright, sunny days, I'd hit the afternoons. I tried to target weekdays over weekends. And most importantly, it's like a chess game on the water, just seeing and evaluating what people are doing when they move. Is this a skilled angler that's hunting and stalking fish? Is this somebody new who waded into a run and they don't know any better? So they could have spooked the fish, the dog, you know, jumping into the water in this run. So whenever I saw pressured water, I started fishing new areas and just systematically covering the whole river system. Uh, got it. And so, you know, I know speaking to like other guys, sometimes when that pressure spikes, it actually, you know, it's one thing to change the time of day, but I mean, are you seeing it actually change fish behavior? I think so. It's changing fish behavior um, and, and connecting the dots here with the cleanup event. It's changing fish's behavior. It's changing landscape. We see more trash. We see more litter. There's a lot of things that we're just having to adjust to, but I think trout now, instead of being the classic Western waters where the fish are willing to eat anything on the surface or below because they're unpressured or untouched for days or hours at a time, these fish are now accustomed to seeing pressure and honestly surviving and feeding under the threat is a common thing for them now. Instead of being in a run where they don't see movement from above, they could have 15 to 20 anglers walking by. So it it helps us understanding that the fish are becoming wise. We have to then adapt and adjust how we approach the fish. And they're harder to catch, yet more rewarding. But on the flip side of that, with more pressure and more crowds, that's why we really do have to step up and, you know, protect the resource, pick up the trash and do a weekend as ambassadors to the sport. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of speaking of that, you know, tell us a little bit more about, you know, what folks exactly do on that Saturday for Clean the Dream. Yeah, it's an amazing day. It's actually my favorite day of the year now. And the reason it's my favorite day is you're seeing a collection of people that, in addition to fishing passion, they have the same passion to protect the resource. And they understand. I mean, we have kiddos as young as three years old, and we have vets that are all the way up to 91 years old. And we're all there to celebrate. There's no judgment. There's no pressure. It's all based on trying to make this environment better for the fish, for ourselves, just for anybody who wants to enjoy the outdoors. So it starts at 8 a.m. You show up at the County Road 59. Clean the Dream is based right at the main bridge when you cross over the South Platte River of the Dream Stream. And we start early in the morning with orange juice, donuts, coffee. You show up and you get gift prizes from some of our great sponsors. You get a trash bag and you get a raffle ticket. And after we enjoy meeting each other, saying hello, wishing each other a good day, we branch out. And we used to branch out where it was trying to hit just the dream stream. Now, with last year's volunteers at 275, we actually cleaned all the major fisheries in South Park, being Antero, Spinney, 11 Mile Reservoir, Badger Basin, Tomahawk, and Clean the Dream. So we hand out maps to each volunteer, ask them where they'd like to clean, where they'd like to go. We have tools from sponsors over the years. We have pickup sticks, we have buckets, we have rakes, and everybody goes to collect trash. And then we all reconvene and meet back up at one o'clock. So we get about four or five hours of trash cleanup. And then we gather this giant pile of trash, which is really cool because we're used to the grip and grin with the beautiful giant trout. Now we're doing the grip and grin with 
a thousand pounds of trash, rubber, and metal, which is really cool to celebrate that we captured all that together. And the thing to remember too, Marvin, is every person makes a difference. Each one piece of trash that you pick up makes a difference. And that really is the motivation. So once we celebrate the trash, we have a barbecue. Jack Shaw and his wife are kind enough to set up the barbecue. We feed everybody lunch. And then we have a Mega Mike raffle giveaway. And last year we had, with the great sponsors and volunteers, I think we had $15,000 in giveaway prizes. So you could literally pick up trash, enjoy the day, celebrate in the photo, and leave with a Winston fly rod or a Yeti cooler. So it's it's become this really great celebration. And again, teaching the youth to protect the resources become cool and we're, we're very excited on the motivation that people have to get back. Yeah, very, very neat. And I mean, gosh, you know, picking up a half a ton or a little bit more of trash, um, I assume you don't have to pack that out on your back, right? <laughs> you don't. The great thing about all this collectively, and the only reason Clean the Dream happens, in addition to our key volunteers and great individuals, it's CPW. 11 Mile State Parks was so kind to actually say, here's a trailer. Here's an entire parking lot that will zone off for you for the day. And we're not only going to give you the trailer, they're going to take the trash and put it in their trash compactor, which when we looked into this starting out, we realized that getting the trash to an area to where we can get rid of it or compact it down was almost impossible because of the fee, but also the location and how remote South Park is. So CPW is our key sponsor. They've been there since day one. Darcy is the head ranger there right now who takes care of us. And we have overflow parking spots. And you can imagine 275 anglers that can be upwards of, you know, 200 vehicles that need to park in location. So they've stepped up to the plate and we're forever grateful to have that relationship. Yeah, that's a very neat kind of public private partnership, too. It is, you know, and that's the thing. We all had meetings about this. We all came together and sat down in the back room at the beginning days and just evaluated where do we set up parking? What can we do to help one another? And in addition to that, you know, it's a pride and a proud moment for them where state parks can say, hey, look, what we've done for seven years is that we help pick up and protect some of these resources. I mean, Marvin, a lot of people don't realize 11 Mile Reservoir alone will see over 600,000 visitors a year. And we collectively add two more, you know, high profile stillwater fisheries, you're talking over a million people visiting these stillwaters, which with boats and traffic, all of that combined is an enormous amount of trash. And it's almost impossible for CPW to pick that up on their own. So they're, they're happy with our relationship. We're happy with theirs and yeah, coming together to join and celebrate is really something fun. Yeah. It's pretty amazing too. I mean, you know, to have 275 volunteers last year and the events, I guess what's six or seven years old and, you know, yeah. you have phenomenal support from the England community. Tell us a little bit about how it's grown over the years. Yeah, it's amazing just to see everybody step up. I mean, we have, we're getting some texts and comments now. We have people coming in from Atlanta, New York, Texas, and it's grown to this celebration. And I think what it is, it's a pride moment for, for others. I mean, I know for myself with my son, River, when, when he was young and he started showing up and doing these events, I was always grateful that he could be involved. But then watching him really get excited, see other children, they can run around and play at the same time, pick up trash. It's part of that pride and community. And it, it really does, goes back to family. It's not just being out there for that day. It's the same thing when you're out on your own. I think the biggest impact that we see, Marvin, is in addition to Clean the Dream, these individuals now are leaving on their own and they'll fill up their nets with trash and they'll make sure they pass the word. And whenever they see something on the edge of the stream or something that's left behind, 
they'll pull over on the side of the road or they'll donate their time and, you know, designate one year of cleaning up a section of highway. It's incredible just how much motivation is there. And that's what I think has really united the community and allowed our fisheries and our anglers, especially younger anglers, really take pride in being ambassadors and protecting the resource. Uh, very, very neat. And to kind of get to specifics, you know, when is Clean the Dream and, you know, how do folks get more information? Yeah, that's a great question. I really appreciate that, Marvin. So we're going to start things. It's August 27th, 8 a.m., the Bridge Parking Lot, County Road 59. The poster is on my website, landingmareflyfishing.com. There's some other great features that we're seeing that are coming up. Fly Fisherman Magazine's kind enough to run the piece in their newscast about Claim the Dream and where to go. We're also doing, in addition to the great podcast with you, Marvin, we'll be on Fox 31 News this Thursday. And Aaron was kind enough to do a piece with me where we talk about and discuss the fisheries. So it really is great. And if you have any other questions, don't hesitate to email email myself. You can also tag us. Uh, it's at Land and Mare Fly Fishing on Instagram. You can do the same with Brandon Kramer, my friend Kramer on Instagram. You can reach out and DM us if you have any questions there as well. But just show up at 8 o'clock, sunscreen, bug spray. Um, we're waiters or just hiking shoes, ready to get out, get dirty, pick up some trash, and we'll celebrate at the end and uh, give away some great prizes. Uh, got it. And do you need folks to register in advance? No, we're not going to do registration. We've tried that before, and it was a little bit difficult to track the numbers, especially since people would show up last minute or some people have to fall off. And we keep it just an open platform because we – we don't want somebody to feel as if they missed out an RSVP that they can't show up. This is a free show up. You could get there at 10 o'clock in the morning when the event starts at 8. You can only pick up trash for an hour. There really is no regiment schedule or time frame. We're all just there to celebrate, do what we can, and get back and you know try to make a difference. Uh, very, very neat. And I'll drop all that stuff in the show notes, too. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. It's all good. And, you know, I always say you're one of the hardest working people in show business. Um, <laughs> what else do you What else do you have going on you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, I have some great stuff coming up. We've, we've got a great season ahead of us. We, uh, unfortunately, I know a lot of us recently have battled the, the new strain of COVID. So we're over that. Myself and a few others have that for a little bit that uh, I'm thankful to be healthy moving forward. In addition to the great trips this summer, I have some awesome trips. I'll be traveling and destination. I'll be going to Argentina with set fly fishing for Golden Dorado at the end of October. And then I'll be doing the Amazon peacock bass with nomadic waters in November. So I'll have some options and opportunities. A few spots left on those trips. If anybody wants to join us, it's going to be a great adventure, both high predator fish. I'm working on a video project to match my new book that came out this year, Guide Flies. And in addition to the guide flies, we're going to do a video where we're going to tie all of my signature flies with Uncle Feather Merchants. And I'll be coming out with Jay Nichols, probably January timeframe when uh, show season starts with the Fly Fishing Show and Ben Faremsky. Uh, there you go. Well, listen, I'm going to I'm going to give you a, a hint because I don't want Phil to get angry with you. You need to pimp your stillwater classes. <laughs> Yeah, that was coming up. I didn't forget it. And most importantly, when we do the Stillwater class coming up, I appreciate you mentioning that. So directly following this, we have on the 6th of August, myself and Phil Rowley, we're going to be doing a Stillwater class where this is pretty unique. We're going to go to four fly shops in Colorado. And when we show up to the shops, there's spots open for 10 anglers per store. We're going to have a three to four hour session in the evening where I'm going to tie two to three flies Phil's going to tie two to three flies, and we're going to discuss opportunities and techniques from shallow edges 
to deep water zones where Phil's going to use his techniques and his mastery of still waters. And I'll use my freshwater flat site fishing of still waters and give back to anglers. So we're going to teach you how to tire bugs, teach you how to fish effectively with the bugs and rigging on the still water, enjoy and celebrate. And it'll just be a good chance for us to get together and share to the community. So that's going to be going out. You can go to the four shops right now that we're using um, as the basis for these classes is going to be the Angler's Covey. And that's in Colorado Springs. Trout's Fly Fishing, which is in Denver. Golden Fly Shop, which is up near Boulder. And then we have the Peak Fly Shop, which is in Colorado Springs as well. So those are the four shops. And you can find information through those shops directly. Look for our email blast. You can sign up for our newsletters online. And you'll see a lot of that content coming forward on social media. So we're excited about that being the most immediate action and uh, event that we're taking place with. Uh, well, there you go. And, you know, uh, before I let you uh, hop, you want to let folks not know uh, kind of the best way to follow your fishing adventures and, you know, clean the dream and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, I appreciate that. So you can find me through my website, landonmareflyfishing.com. I'm on Instagram at landonmareflyfishing. I have some great video tips, giveaway at YouTube, Land and Mare Fly Fishing on YouTube, and also Land and Mare Fly Fishing on Facebook. Information on my website, there's my flies, and you can see the signature flies, how to fish them, history about them, trips, location, all that fun stuff collectively. So look forward to sharing the adventures, follow my stories, ask some great questions, and it's just all based on fun. I mean, this is really something I'm passionate about. I'm thankful every day to give back. I'm thankful to be on your show, Marvin, and the podcast you do. Like I said, it's tremendous. And I just wish everybody a great 2022 and can't wait to celebrate it all collectively with everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, show season will be here before you know it, right? <laughs> <laughs> just around the corner, baby. <laughs> there, there you go. Well, listen, I appreciate you uh, taking a little bit of time with me uh, this morning to record it. And I look forward to seeing you in August at the event. That sounds great. Yeah, I appreciate your support. Can't wait to fish the waters out here with you, my friend. And again, keep up the great work. And all the listeners out there, if you haven't checked out the podcast with Marvin, go back and, and listen to everything he has to say with a lot of great individuals, anglers, stories. And we appreciate your deep thought and your hard work and everything you do, Marvin. Well, I appreciate that, Landon. I hope you uh, have a great rest of your fishing season and, and be well. Thanks. You too, buddy. Take care. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. If you'll be in the Denver area on August 27th, I hope you can make it to the Clean the Dream event. It'll be a great day of fellowship and stewardship. Tight lines, everybody.